Climate change might be shrinking the little island of Goromara and the Sundarbans, but the sun never stops shining on it. Goromara is completely cut off and can be only accessed by a fishing boat. The island is regularly hit by cyclones and for the longest time, it did not even have access to electricity. It was only last year that the government of India, with the help of IIT Kharagpur, set up a 250-kilowatt solar power plant, the largest off-grid facility in the country. The government distributes solar power in Goramara at a subsidized rate. India happens to be the world's third largest consumer of energy. By 2040, energy consumption in India is expected to increase more than any other country. India is hungry for clean energy. And what is the most reliable source? Solar, of course. In 2015, the current government set an ambitious target. It said that we would have 100 gigawatts of solar capacity by 2022. The government said that 40% of this would come from rooftop solar or RTS. In 2015, the country's solar capacity was just 3.7 gigawatts. More than seven years later, as of October 2022, this capacity rose to a little over 60 gigawatts. It wasn't even close to the target. And one of the biggest reasons for this is the slow adoption of rooftop solars or RTS. If you're thinking of Goramara, well, as it turns out, for now at least, it is an exception. The government does not subsidize rooftop solars. In fact, installing rooftop solars for residential and other small-scale uses is actually quite expensive in India. So today, I will tell you why there are no easy access loans available for installing rooftop solars in the country. Welcome to Daybreak, a business podcast from the Ken. I'm your host, Nikta Sharma, and I don't chase the news cycle. Instead, thrice a week on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays, I will come to you with one business story that is worth understanding and worth your time. Today is Wednesday, the 1st of March. My colleague Sashwita Kundu Choudhury, a reporter at the Ken, actually visited Goramara in the Sundarbans last year. Here is how he describes the picturesque village. Shiny black-blue arrays reclined proudly on Goramara's tiled or top-covered roofs, existing easily beside mud-brick walls, brown coconut trees and yellowing paddy fields. I saw them on pretty much every house when I was there last year. So I asked Shashwata about the solar panel project on the island. And here is what he told me. It's only accessible by one boat, which is a modified fishing trawler, which only makes four round trips a day. And it's the island has a population of about 3,000 to 3,500 right now. now. Due to its remote location and really less population, it wasn't really prioritized by the government in terms of you know getting electricity and all. So the island still does not have any electric power lines. So the state government instead decided to distribute solar panels to every household at subsidized rates about around 2005. 
and the villagers had to pay a portion of the money which is approximately about 10000 rupees that's what they themselves told me and now all the houses have one or two solar panels attached to their roofs and uh, they get charged throughout the day and during the evening that charge is used to uh, run a like couple of bulbs and a fan but during the day they don't use it because the panels are not powerful enough to support uh, like running electricity throughout the day the government though has big plans for ghoramara dr s p gon choudhury an expert in renewable energy is the chairman of the project's implementation committee in an interview with the center for science and environment he said that there will be four electric rickshaws on the island which will be charged from a separate solar power station a solar powered electric boat will also be kept on the island to ferry people to the mainland in case of an emergency choudhury said that he believes that the project will change the lifestyle of koramara's residents but like i told you earlier a project like this one is a rare case scenario as of now in the country coming up next we talk about why installing rooftop solars for residential and other small scale uses is expensive in india cost of installing rooftop solars can go up to over 50000 rupees per kilowatt and this is based on the government's own benchmark rates for the year that ended in march 2022 residential and msme sectors are just not investing enough in rooftop solar installations the main reason for this is that getting a loan for financing a smaller solar installation is very difficult But the Indian government has been pushing really hard for green energy. So why are banks not willing to give out these small-scale loans? I asked Shashwata. Well, banks base their decisions on available data, and for the solar loan ecosystem, there isn't much data available as as it's a fairly new technology. So banks have a certain apprehension about the long-term performance of the tech of the technology itself. which translates into hesitation when giving out loans especially for smaller projects say like small businesses or residential projects where the chances of delinquencies are higher and also you know defaulting of loans the risk associated with that is higher which is not the case for large industrial projects of companies which have you know really large and stable books according to an article by down to earth based on government data more than 75% of rooftop solar installations are in the commercial and industrial segment sashwata also spoke to shankar sivan the founder of wellfund a digital lending company which focuses on the solar power segment he told him that if the cash flows from solar loans are not underwritten it is like getting a personal loan or an unsecured business loan so there are certain disadvantages to this one is that asset loans are expensive as they are unsecured so the rate of interest is around 17% which is quite high second is that the loan tenure will also not match with the asset life for solar this is projected to be about 25 years but the tenure of personal loans are a maximum of 3 to 4 years only and the third disadvantage is that the approval rates will also be low as savings from the solar asset is not underwritten 
Sivan also told Shashwata that lenders have apprehensions regarding the long-term performance of the product itself. And this is because the use of solar panels is still quite new. So there isn't enough data for banks and lenders to properly assess risk, especially without the soft cushion of large stable books. So why this lack of data? Especially when moving to solar is an important goal for the government. Just last week, Prime Minister Modi, while seeking investments, had declared that the country's solar, wind and biogas potential is no less than any gold mine or oil field. So why are we then not making enough effort to collect data? To find out, stay tuned. One of the reasons why there is a lack of data about rooftop solars is because each roof is different from the other. Each one requires customization based on multiple factors. And this is what causes a hurdle in the borrowing process. Shashwata explained it to me. And here is what he said. Installing rooftop solar is a very, very complex game. Firstly, it is entirely dependent on the neighborhood and the building surrounding the specific building where a person wants to put up the panels. So if the heights of the buildings around that building are more than it, then the amount of light that that roof will receive is very less. So this has to be kept in mind. Also, like no roof is same. There are, you know, uh, natural slopes and the azimuth angles and heights. All of this has to be taken into account and how much sunlight that roof receives and throughout the day and the shadow versus light ratio and even the material material that the roof is made of or whether there are water tanks on it. And on top of it, you have to take into account whether any buildings which are higher will come up in that neighborhood in the near future. Sivan, the Wellfund founder, explained how this plays out in case of taking a loan. He said that underwriting a rooftop essentially means determining the specific energy generation from the rooftop, which is expressed in kilowatt per hour, kilowatt per annum and kilowatt peak. Now, this is a problem. Because for the same latitudinal and longitudinal coordinates, the specific energy generation can vary massively from one roof to the next. Even the material that the roof is made of or whether there are water tanks on it or not makes a difference. And the complexities don't even end here. Another problem within this non-standardized installation is the product itself. Turns out there are 30 to 40 types of approved modules and inverters which result in a thousand types of combinations of solar systems which can actually be installed on rooftops. Sivan told Sashwata that because of these factors, a personalized, in-depth and exclusive analysis has to be carried out before a lender determines the loan amount. For this, the lender has to depend on a lender's independent engineering report to get a correct prognosis. So a lot of resources are spent in just the determination phase. In fact, according to Sivan, this means transaction costs can hit nearly 25% of the loan amount. For general loans, this cost is just around 1%. There is also a mindset problem at play here where banks and lenders are reluctant to lend for one roof at a time. So does this mean that no solar loans are available in India? 
Coming up next, I tell you about existing solar loans in the country. It is not like there are no solar loans offered in India at all. There is Tata Solar Power that has tied up with Union Bank of India to give out loans for both residential as well as commercial rooftop solar installations. And the State Bank of India has a Surya Shakti program that lends to businesses installing rooftop solar systems. These schemes offer quick, easy loans with little to no collateral. But again, the question that arises is, are these good deals? Study them a little bit in more detail and they begin to look a lot like personal loans. So how can things improve? More data, of course. This will help both lenders and debtors better assess outcomes. For example, Wellfund is taking a four-pronged approach to the solar loan shortage, including trying to create a secondary market for used solar panels. And it is also working on creating a database and rating system for rooftop solar dealers and distributors and reducing transaction costs through software solutions. Along with it, it is also trying to create a solution that can reduce the cost of producing a rooftop-specific yield report. Right now, this could end up costing as much as 1 lakh rupees. But like Shashwata says, there is still some hope that we will see easy access to solar loans soon. And it is only because of the promise of projects like these and the fact that data will only become more widely available as time passes by. Daybreak is produced from the newsroom of The Ken, India's first subscriber-focused business news platform. What you're listening to is just a small sample of our subscriber-only offerings. A full subscription unlocks daily long-form feature stories, newsletters, subscriber-only apps and podcast extras. Head to theken.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top of the website. I am Snigdha Sharma, your host, and today's episode was edited by my colleague Rajiv Sien.